are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Jordan. Good morning. Good morning. Top of the this morning is, to this you. Is weird. We're recording this Monday morning, full yeah. disclosure. Yeah. So whenever you hear this, it just happened. Yeah. Just it's, happened. It's pretty much live. It's live. Later. <laughs> Earlier. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 21. 21. 21. We're talking about the Camp Scott... Girl Scout murders, which is a mouthful to say. Yeah. It's a very sad story. It's very, very sad. I'm really not looking forward to it, to be honest. That's a rough one. But before we get into all that, let's talk about some business, shall we? Mm Mm-hmm. How many downloads we got? 6.2 thousand. Woo-woo! As the British say. A thousand. Thousand. Aluminium. Aluminium. (laughs) Marvelous. So, yeah, 6.2, that's pretty crazy. It is. Crazy. Mm-hmm. We got another five-star rating mm-hmm. from somebody named Transplanted Buckeye. So thank you very much to you. They say, of course, I love y'all because you're from Ohio, but also because you're amazeballs funny. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> I was born and raised in Lima and went to college in Toledo. I-75 connection, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where all of the drugs go. Yeah, yeah. We grew up in Vandalia where I-70 and I-75 meet. Right there. All the drugs. All the drugs. Donde esta los drogos? Yeah. I used to uh, <laughs> I used to work at a hotel close mm. to there, and whoa, there was a lot of drugs when I was housekeeping. I'm just going to say that. Damn drugs And they couldn't really do anything. Like, if you found... A bunch of what's the stuff? Plastic wrap. Contraband. Contraband. Plastic wrap. What do you mean? Yeah, like that Syringes? they would use. No, no plastic wrap that they would use to probably wrap like bricks of pot. Oh, like, uh, like cellophane. Yeah. Yeah. And there'd be all that. Maybe they just like stuff. to bake. You judge. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was judger. like nutmeg cookies. Yeah. You're like it smells weird in here. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I've been cooking all goddamn day. Yeah. Yeah. There were ovens in the room. See. We're cooking meth. <clears throat> anyway, we did get an email from a girl named Jordan. We appreciate mm-hmm. that email. I like emails. Yes. So, yeah. Email Keep, us. Email us. It's right on the Instagram. There's a button that says email. And if you hit that, guess what? It'll email us. It's going to send us an email. <laughs> it's crazy. Easy as that. Uh, we did some updating to our Patreon. Yes, we did. So let's just say... Before, we just wanted you to give us your money. As like general show support is what yeah. the title but was. But we didn't really do much with it. Yeah, we didn't really dive into it mm-hmm. to all its capabilities. So. Now, we didn't have very many. We had one. I'm just going to tell you that. We had one Patreon. And to that Patreon, I'm very sorry that we didn't give you the best. Yeah. But now we're ready mm-hmm. to give you the best. Yep. The best for us is probably not so good. For everybody else, but <laughs> we are doing. Tell them about it. Tell them what we're doing. So basically, so there's two tiers now. Um, there's a five dollar tier, which it'll give you the episode a week early. So next Mondays will be released this Monday. Yeah. So in the future, we haven't. We're gonna start that up next Monday. Yes. So the first episode on the Patreon will be next Monday. Yes. But. Yeah, like I said, it'll be a week early, so you can get access to episodes a week early. And then with that tier, you can also get discount codes for merch for our store. And then the second tier is $10, and it'll give you an extra episode every Friday. We're going to record an extra 30-minute episode 
that will be released every Friday. So in addition to the one on Monday, you'll get the week early episode on Monday and an extra episode every Friday. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's going to be four episodes a month extra. Extra. Yep. And more discount codes. Yeah. For merchandise. Higher discount codes. Yeah. Higher. Yeah. So. Because everybody needs to get a shirt. Yeah. Or something. Everybody loves discounts. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> I, that's how I live my life is through discounts. Yeah. Um, so but, basically, yeah, an extra episode every Friday and then, you know, week early episodes. Yeah. And we try, I mean, a lot of the time, you know, before it was, um, you know, fan interaction and voting power for the show. But to be honest with you, we, I feel, do a really good job at communicating with our f- people mm-hmm. that like to listen to us and leave us feedback. Um, so that's just something that, that we're going to do. You don't have to give us money for that. You know, yeah, we yeah just, we're still we, going to do that on the Instagram. We, and we like talking to you guys. The The extra money is just going to help us put stuff back into the show, maybe get some meet and greet stuff going on, maybe do mm-hmm. like a like we talked about in the other episodes about doing a haunted house thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just anything that we get for this, it will go back into the show to make it better for you guys. Yep. Make it sound better, better mics, better software, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, something else I was thinking about, and you don't even know, I'm just bringing it up right here. Oh, good. For everybody to hear, but. Great. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, some podcasts have a Facebook group, like a group where they can communicate, and it's like a constant thing, not so much like Instagram, where it's right. like you send a message, and then you got to wait. Um, like so, discussion post. Yeah, yeah. So, tell me, if anybody's interested in that, let me know. Um, maybe we could get, we'd need like a moderator yeah, to make sure people weren't acting a fool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if, if, if anybody would be interested in doing something like that, hit me up, uh, hit us up on Instagram or, or our email address, mysteryhistorypod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And our Instagram's mysteryhistorypodcast. Yeah. That's it. Just, Easy peasy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I wanted to talk about... We, we've been trying to shout out local businesses um, around us, and we've been giving a lot of love to the Oregon District. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave we, we shouted out Heart Merchantile. Love those ladies. They're awesome. Um, we did Mike's Vintage Toys. Yep. And this week, we're going to do 416 Diner. They are also in the Oregon District. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Josh, my husband, and I went there last week for lunch. Um, and you know, that area is very, it's, it's, it was hit very hard. Um, not a lot of people are still going out. Um, they do deli. It's kind of like a deli. Um, they have really good burgers. They've got wraps, they got salads, they have breakfast. Um, and we actually met the owner who kept checking on us and making sure everything was good. I'm, I'm so impressed and it was so delicious and everybody needs to go and give some 416 Diner some love. Go order takeout, do whatever, just go and show them some love because they deserve it. So, yeah. um, so thank you so much for providing my husband and I a delicious lunch um, and being so amazing. So yep. I just want to, we just wanted to give some love to those folks. And their website, <clears throat> excuse me, is 416diner.com. If yes. you want to check out their menu and all that. And, and then you can give them a call at 937-461-0416. And they also have an Instagram. Um, also, I, just if you search 416diner, it should 
pull up. Um, and, and they showcase some of their foods, what they got going on. So, so please, please, please go get, visit them if you're able to. Yeah, it looks like they're open every day except Monday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So Yeah, and I know that sometimes their hours, um, you know, are staggered, especially because of everything COVID, going on with yeah. COVID. So just make sure you check and make sure they're open. But, um, but if they're open, they're going to wow your socks off, I tell you that. Yep. <clears throat> All right. The last thing that I wanted to talk about was um, with all of this, I've been hearing a lot of stories of people uh, having a hard time with, you know, quarantining and just the mess that is the world Um, and including myself. Uh, I've been having some issues with some anxiety and some depression that that I've dealt with my whole life. Um, But this kind of has gotten the worst that it's ever been with everything going on. So I just wanted to take a minute. And if you have issues that you need to discuss with somebody or you need to, you know, you need help, please reach out to people. Um, reach out to us. Yeah, reach out to us. I would be more than willing to talk to you. I know Jord would too. Yep. Um, if you feel like you're alone or you need you need somebody to just listen to you, Um Please, please reach out. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to us. Also, there's um, the suicide prevention hotline that's always available twenty four seven, and they can they can help you, you know, as well. So their phone number, just in case anybody needs it, is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And this is not something that you should be ashamed of. Um, we need to talk about it in the world and make it bring it to the forefront because. Uh, you know, mental health is an issue that we have in America, and we need to stop, you know, hiding from it. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk about it. So so I just wanted, I know that for myself, I've been kind of going through a rough go too. So I just wanted to make sure that, that everybody knows that you're not alone, and there are people out there that can help. So that is the last thing I had for the business. Well said. What do you got for the business? Anything else? Uh, I don't believe so. just our website, mistresshistorypodcast.com. Yeah, we still got those new uh, those new prints, the retro and... Yeah, the retro and the uh, band logo. Yeah. That's what that's titled. Yeah, but, very cool. Yeah, so we have yeah, all our <laughs> episode catalog, uh, merch, put a blanket on there. You can get yeah. all snuggly with a blanket. Snuggles is about to be cold out there. I was thinking about putting, they have available through the warehouse, we use uh, beanbag chairs. Yeah. So if that's something you'd be interested in, let me know and I'll throw it up there. Yeah, we need to work on a Mothman shirt though. Yeah. Because those yeah, put eyes, the eyes on there. Yeah, yeah that'd that. be so cool. Who who would love that? Yeah, Anybody? I could do that. I would love it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just our website. There's links to our email there as well and there's also a place you can send us a voice message yeah which you can do that on instagram too but yeah yeah any way you can communicate reach out we will we respond to emails we respond to insta anything just uh, we love that interaction yeah we're also thinking about doing putting on the website like blog posts yeah that allison would write because she's into the writing she loves writing i do i'm more of the graphic person she's the yeah. The writer. And and like we were talking about with um, mental health and stuff like that, Jord uses the graphic part of kind of like an outlet for him to focus on something. And he does a great job at, at making these designs. And 
and I know it fulfills a piece of you, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of looking for that where, you know, doing the notes for the show helps kind of like concentrate. But I think the blog post would help too or like a newsletter that I could – that I could write um, to send to you guys. So if, yeah. let, let us know how, how you'd feel about blogs. There is a place to, we were thinking about doing that to a newsletter, like weekly maybe. Yeah. And then Just there's kind of show what like upcoming stuff we got going on. Yeah. We can put like a schedule on there for yeah. upcoming episodes. And, um, but there's a place, if you go to the website, mistressrepodcast.com at the very bottom, there's a place to enter your email Yeah, and I'll enter you in the, uh, the pool for that so you'll get the emails for the newsletter yes and then two speaking of stuff that's coming up um we talked about patreon and and getting early episodes Mm -hmm. so can we tell them what's going to be coming up yeah go ahead okay so next week we're going to be releasing chernobyl yep which is going to be amazing and crazy yeah that's one of my favorite things to cover or talk about it's just so interesting me too that's my i would love to go to germany that'll probably be a germany russia Ukraine, but dang, yeah. I would like to go to Germany though for the concentration camps, and then to the Ukraine. Yeah, for Chernobyl. Formerly the USSR. Yeah, so yeah. that's that song the Beatles yeah, talk about. Back in the USSR. <laughs> yeah, we're going back. But that'll probably be a long one because there's a lot to cover. Way a lot. That's it's yeah. There's you could do so a much in that. And, yeah. Yeah, it might be a, maybe a two. That's what I was just gonna say. We'll just have to see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We don't know how. We don't know what tangents we're gonna get on. Yeah, it's, it could be. There's a lot to cover. Yeah, and yeah we've or we could get on tangents. So we do. It could be a long one. Yeah, and then the next one, which would be the bonus for the Patreon a week early, would mm-hmm. be Helter Skelter. Yep. Charles Manson. Yep. Or no. Chernobyl Part Two, depending on how yeah, it goes. Yeah, d- depending. But so either you, way, the Patreon, if you pay for it, you're gonna get it early. Yeah, you'll get two episodes next Monday. Yeah. So it'll be, yeah, you'll get one on Apple, and then you'll get or Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen, yeah. and then you get one on Patreon. Yes. And then the following Monday, that Patreon episode will be released everywhere. Yeah. But you get access a week early, and then you'll get access a week early to every single episode we release from here on out. Yeah, and I know you're excited about it because you can't yep. get enough of us. And that's only that's five bucks, five, five doll bucks. hairs, and pay ten dollars you get an extra episode every friday so you every get friday monday and friday you get us, to hear from your favorite people yeah us just shooting the shit shooting about the shit. something yeah we'll figure it we don't we're just gonna kind of i think what we're gonna do yeah we're gonna pick a topic and then it's not gonna be formal like this it's yeah, just there's gonna, not be, gonna be as many notes there'll be more banter yeah not as much some people love the banter and some people just want to know the facts. Yeah. So if you're the fact knower, this wouldn't be for you. <laughs> fact knower. No. Yeah. But it'll still be fun just to. Yeah. We've got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Of course. And it's banter. Yeah. People Most love of them. it. People We've heard it. a lot from a lot of people that they dislike us, the tangents we go on. Yeah. I just we like talking to you. end up in some weird places. I just like talking in general. True. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all we had for the business. Mm-hmm. Anything else do you think of before we get into this super depressing story? Yeah, it's going to get I'm really not. I don't want to do yeah. it. I don't Ugh. think so. I think that's all I got, though. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you start us off there, Jordo? Okay. So Camp Scott, just to give like a – this isn't in the notes, but this is just a general overview of the place. It was – it's in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, and it was opened in the 1920s. And it primarily was a campground for the Girl Scouts of America. Yeah. They had, like, campers that would come there every summer uh, since, yeah, since 19, 
20. They didn't have an exact year online. I don't know. They just don't know when it opened. Yeah. Sometime early. in the 20s. Yeah. yeah. Way far along. There, there was ago. not like an exact year. But. Were you ever a Boy Scout? I was a Cub Scout. Oh. So Cub I wasn't Scout like, day. How many years did you do that? One, I think. Wow. I just did a one and I was out of here. I was like, what I know how to tie the knots quitter. now. I'm fucking out. <laughs> I was a Girl Scout for a while. Were you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. Like, is there another thing? thing? Is there Cub Scouts for? Is that girls too? I can't remember. Well, now they've kind of. Yeah, girl guys can be girls. Yeah, which I don't. I don't really understand. But whatever. I mean, if you want to be a Boy Scout, be a Boy Scout. Whatever I guess. floats your boat. Yeah. But I just didn't know. Is Cubs? I don't know if Cub Scouts was boys and girls. No. Just Cub Scouts was boys. Girl Scouts was girls. There was like yeah, but, a flower something uh, before. Yeah. So I was going to say Cub Scouts Scout. was before. Yeah. Boy Scouts. Yeah, there was something. Okay. But I was just straight up Girl Scout. Just straight up. With my green them teal kind of. Nice. I never, yeah. Sash. Yeah. No, it was a vest. Oh. I had a vest. I graduated. Dang. You got like two sashes. There was too many. <laughs> there was just too many patches. Too many buttons. They but couldn't fit on a, on a sash. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Sold too many cookies. Start a fire Did you sell cookies? Like go door to door to sell cookies? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Who Who thinks of this stuff? Yeah, let's have we're little girls go this, door to door. These murders, that and is, we're having Girl Scouts go door to door asking people to buy stuff from them. That is very sketchy. No, I'm sure back in like the 70s and 80s, I'm just like now. I feel like parents would well, go I with feel them, like but I, I was feel like allowed to then, go by myself. And that's what I was about to say. It's like with I'm those sure. chocolate bars to get like a fluffy animal or something. You had to yeah. sell like 75,000 <laughs> chocolate bars. Sell a million dollars and you get a hundred dollar gift card. Right. <laughs> to Chuck E. Cheese. I just can't do it. it. I never even stopped to think about that, but that is a very bad idea. Yeah, so let me just go off on a tangent here oh right now. Before we even get started. Before we get Bear started. Bear with us, folks. So Evie, my daughter, is six, and she's going to school tomorrow. tomorrow. Her first day of school is tomorrow. Ever. Ever. Kindergarten. Boom. Can I tell you how panic attacky I am that I won't know where she is? But so you will. much so that I bought her a watch. If I could inject her with like a tracker, oh, Jesus, I would. Skynet, what's up? Skynet, d- definitely. No. But then whenever she gets old, I'll take it out. I don't think that's how it works. You obviously. watch Black Mirror? No. Ooh. I know. But there's anyway. an episode of Black Mirror. Side tangent on the tangent. There's an episode of Black Mirror where they put this thing in the girl's brain, and the mom has like an iPad, and she can see what the daughter sees. Ooh, I don't want to see that. And you can see like her vitals and everything. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like whenever they're little, but then they just never take it out. So the girl's like a teenager and the mom's like spying on her. Ew. And then, yeah, it's crazy. See, I don't want to know all that stuff. Exactly. That's what she didn't want to either, really. But once you like start watching, she couldn't like stop. Ew. Because no, she's I protective. Just... Well, yeah, I get that. So that's like a, that's, it's like an invasion of privacy almost. Definitely. I would never like want to see or ha- hear what she's seeing. Right. Although she had to do her kindergarten screening and I wasn't allowed in the room. Because of COVID or just no? Because of... they didn't want you know like whenever your kid struggling, you want to oh, be like, help them. Yeah. How do you spell toy? It's T O Y. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Like so, they didn't want me in there. But right. I really wanted to know what was going on. Like that was bothersome to me. Mm. I've been so involved with knowing everything. Yeah, well, that's just how life goes, you know. I know, and it's hard to let go. Yeah. So I bought I her a watch, that. 
and I can track her. It's pretty sweet, though. It it's is. Like she an, can it's make like calls. A kid's Apple Watch. Yeah, it's a gizmo is what it's called. Yeah. It's And you can... She's called me about 14 times already. Yeah. She's had it two days. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you can program like 10 numbers in there. They can call or you can call them. And then, you know, you can track them and everything. She's very excited about calling. She's going to get in so much trouble for talking. She's, yeah. She calls me and she's like, hey, Jordy. I'm like, what's up? She's like... To watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And then Good she doesn't talk. like know how to end it. She doesn't. It's just she do, She yeah. gets the end. Button. Whenever she's done talking, she doesn't say goodbye. No, no it's formal just goodbyes. Over. It's just she you done. hear the dial tone. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, so anyway, so I, I don't know where we started with this. Yeah. Girl Scouts door to door. Girl Scouts door to door. Yeah. Never. Nope. Nope. Not now. Not today. When did everything get so creepy? Like, I feel like back in, like, the 80s, I mean, it happened, but I feel like it's so much more prevalent now to, maybe just because people are thinking about it. I think it's more in the public, like, more media coverage, because they always say, oh, back in the 70s and 80s, this shit didn't happen. Um, hello. missing the milk cartons. We're going to do Helter Skelter soon. All that shit was in the 70s. Like, people are bad. They're bad. Yeah, there are bad people. They're in, in every era, and you always want to think that... Got, it's getting worse, but it's not. I mean, yeah. it's it's the same. Right. Oklahoma just, City, plus you city see, bombing. Like, you know. It's, nowadays, too, you see more because of your phone. And yeah. I don't want to see any of it. Like, I know stuff yeah. happens that's bad. But I don't want to know about it. because. Yeah. But that's just why it's more like, it seems more prevalent because there's just more information. In your face constantly. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Like, back in the 70s, like, if you weren't in front of TV, you weren't. Seeing the news, yeah. but now you carry the news with you in your pocket, right? So it's right. There's some. That's why it feels like everything's. That's also depressing. The news is very depressing for people. That's, I refuse to watch the news. No, I won't. I won't either. It's and people be telling stuff. me stuff, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about yeah. because it's. They just highlight the bad. They make you it's like scare tactics almost. Yeah. Like Terrifying all anything. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Side tangent. Side Over. tangent number one done. <laughs> all right. So, on June 12th, 1977, Camp Scott opens in Locust Grove, Oklahoma for the first day of summer camp. Um, on June 13th, 1977, sometime between 2 and 4 a.m., someone came into tent number 7 of the Kiowa unit, sexually assaulted, and murdered three young girls. Their names were Michelle Juice, Doris Milner, and Lori Farmer. It's terrible. Yeah. At 6 a.m., Camp Counselor Carla Wilhite discovers the bodies of the three girls still in their sleeping bags on the side of the trail while walking to the showers. That is such a visual for me. Like, they stuffed them back in their sleeping bags. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. So by 7.30 a.m., local law enforcement had arrived and an investigation began. At 10 a.m., Camp Scott is evacuated without telling the other campers what happened, obviously, to stop a crazy ruckus. panic, yeah. Charter buses returned the girls to Tulsa, where they were met by their families. After 50 years of hosting Girl Scouts, July 13, 1977 would be the last day that Camp Scott would ever see any campers, and it's never reopened since then. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, June 14, 1977, the wooden platform of tent number 7 is airlifted to a crime lab. The floor is covered in blood. The perpetrator appeared to have attempted to wipe the blood up using towels and mattresses. There were bloody footprints found outside the tent. That's pretty crazy that they airlifted the whole thing up. Yeah. 
And we'll go on to talk about it. We're not really going in depth with it, but like back in the seventies, there obviously wasn't the same technology there yeah, is now. No. So they they would try to get things, and it just like it just the technology is not where it is today. Wasn't there? So it's, yeah, it's sad because it's like if that happened today, you it you would know probably yeah, mm-hmm. it would be a lot better chance to find out who did it. June fifteenth, nineteen seventy seven, the Mays County District Attorney Sid Wise is publicly outraged that the press published information about the shoe prints. Seven miles north of Camp Scott, a man living in his car is arrested for suspected involvement in the murders. He is questioned and released. I wonder why he was upset. Maybe because they were trying to, <clears throat> wanted to do more digging before they let it. Yeah. Well, kind of go on to talk about it. But it's like he, yeah, he just doesn't. I think they actually released it before he knew about it. Oh. So it's like there's people, like, people on the scene that are like photographers and like yeah. just news crews that are like, they find it and then they just. Release it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Okay. To the west of Camp Scott, a ranch owned by Jack Schroff was found to have items stolen, which was believed to be connected to the murders. Mm -hmm. Same night. It's announced in the press that highly trained tracking dogs would be coming to this scene all the way from Pennsylvania. The press nicknamed these dogs the Wonder Dogs. Mm. How sweet. (laughs) For the first time... Uh, Gene Leroy Hart is mentioned as a possible suspect. He had escaped Maid County Jail four years prior and had been on the run ever since. Investors or investigators, I'm sorry, inform the press that in addition to the shoe prints found on the platform, they found fingerprints on the bodies, a flashlight, and a pe- uh, piece of cord and duct tape as evidence. Wow. June 16, 1977, the Wonder Dogs arrive, and it is determined that the killer or killers must have passed by the counselor's tent in order to get to tent number seven. Wow, so they walked right by so him. just sneaking, yeah, sneaking around. Oh, that freaks me out. I saw a thing, too. I don't have it in my notes, but there was, like, uh, I don't know exactly what. There's a building in the middle. So the the uh, tents were kind of, like, in a circle, uh-huh. like in a, just a giant circle. And tent number seven was the only tent that the counselors couldn't see because there's something in the middle of the circle. Uh-huh. I forget, there's like some kind of building, but they couldn't have like a direct eye line to oh, it. Oh, I think I saw a picture. So yeah. we'll talk about the websites later. I was looking at like the pictures and yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were kind of it in a circle like, and like it was directly across from the counselors. So there's yeah. something obstructing their view. So even right. if they walked outside and like looked over at it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have seen see anybody. It. Yeah. Um, on the same date, the medical examiner announces that the three girls were not raped. Which is... Not true, right? No, it is true. They weren't raped? They were sexually assaulted, but they weren't raped. But it's still... Yeah. It's still bad. Yeah. But I mean, even that's so bad to say, like... I hope that gives the parents some kind of, like, comfort that it wasn't, like... Full on. Yeah. Because it's... Yeah. Ugh. Man. I could not imagine just the... Ugh. I just couldn't even put myself in that mindset. That's so awful. You feel so helpless, I'm sure. Yeah. And you'd want to kill the person. Uh, yeah, 1,000%. Definitely. Uh, it's rumored that a Cherokee med- medical man placed a curse on the tracking dogs and that they were going to die. June 18th, Sheriff Pete Weaver announces that a murder weapon's been found. Um, the DA, Sid Wise, an agent of Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations, tell the press that they have no idea what Sheriff Weaver's talking about. So it seems like nobody knows what's going on. It's almost yeah, it like finger pointing. Yeah. And like people just. They're not really focusing on the <clears throat> task at hand. They're worried about 
back and forth between them. Yeah, and we'll go on to call the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations OSBI. So if you hear us say that acronym, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, official. Mm-hmm. Um, there are reports that a murder weapon is a crowbar and that there are several, several fingerprints on the crowbar. Later in the day on the 18th, a tracking dog dies from heat prostration regarding, so it's like basically the guy, the curse, the curse is, is coming true. true, yeah. What kind of med- a medical man would be cursing I don't know. dogs? I was just trying to look further into that. I don't know why he did that. But he just but did. But he just did Well, it. I know that. I don't know if they did. I think it was because it was on, like, it's real close to, like, the, there's, like, a lot, a big, like, Indian reservation nearby. Yeah. So I don't know if they think they're just, like. Well, disrespecting the land, and they're so the suspect that they find I know is Cherokee. Yeah, well, that's yeah. If it's he's like a, Cherokee, maybe it's like a he's trying to protect them or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I was trying to look further into that, and yeah, I don't. I think it's just because that's <clears throat> there's a big population there, and they feel disrespected, kind of, that all these people are coming into all over their land. But right, we're Cherokee, you know, a little bit. We're Cherokee like people, a little tiny bit. Yeah. yeah, but we wouldn't be putting no curses on dogs. I love dogs. Me too. Um, as of June 19th, there are no suspects. On June 20th, the DA states that there are several suspects and a mountain of evidence. Um, it is also announced that they found fingerprints on one of the bodies. That's another situation where the sheriff says something and the DA says something else. Yeah. Cause like the, the very next day, all of a How sudden there's all kinds of, yeah. Like, especially for the parents. Yeah, that they feel like they're, they have no faith in these freaking people. Yeah, they don't know what forth. the hell is going on. Yeah. One of the two living wonder dogs runs oh, into heavy traffic and is killed by a vehicle. Yeah. And Ooh. I was reading about these dogs, too. Apparently, they're worth $30,000 each because of, like, their, their tracking abilities. Yeah. So it's Oh, like, that's terrible. But what are the... That's, like, it's weird. It's a coincidence that one dies from, well, like, feel, overheating, but... Right. Like, I feel like, like they're very well behaved that they wouldn't just go out into traffic. That's what it said. It said, like, out of nowhere, it just ran into traffic. Like oh. they're, they're next to a highway, and there was, like, heavy traffic, and the dog just ran out for no reason. I wonder if maybe they got a smell. From a car or something? Yeah. But I don't think they're they're trained to not go. Like, they know what cars are. Right. So it's just weird. Like, that's, that's weird to me. Um, so June 21st, Oklahoma Governor David Bors offers um, the use of the National Guard in the manhunt. Yep. On June 22nd, officials announced that two photographs were found with three women pictures. The media runs wild with the news, and Sid Wise announces a media blackout, stating he feels the press is impeding on the investigation. I mean... So, again, it's like, as soon as they hear something, they blast it out. Yeah. And then it's like, again, the, for the families, it's like... I get where that would be super frustrating for the people that are trying to solve this stuff, and you don't mm-hmm. want to put everything out there right. and to to hurt the investigation. So, I, I could see where that would definitely be... Not good. No, that would be very yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Um, June 23rd, officials disclosed that one of the photographs found were or was developed by Gene Leroy Hart, who was mentioned earlier, um, while he was working at a photo lab. Hmm. Um, a man beloved to... Beloved? Believed. <laughs> <laughs> to be Gene Hart is spotted near Camp Scott. This report launches a full-scale search for the suspect. Yep. June 20th, 24th, excuse me, 200 members of law enforcement and 400 volunteers, that's crazy, start a manhunt within a four-mile radius of the camp, of camp Scott. The volunteers were told not to have weapons, but many had guns, because if they were going to see somebody, they were going to shoot them. Yep. Good for them. There's another sad part about this, is I didn't include it in the notes, but 
apparently this was almost like a, people saw this as like, I don't know how to describe it, like a party kind of thing. Because people, like multiple people were arrested for being drunk and on drugs. Oh, so it's really? like people were just out there like getting Having a wasted. Good time. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's, that's so messed up. Yeah. Um, on June 25th, heat seeking instruments were brought out uh, to find the suspect, but attempts were unsuccessful. June 26th, uh, most of the 200 officers leave uh, the area after a failed manhunt. Wow. So spent two days looking for him and nothing. Nothing. On June 28th, Sheriff Weaver says that there would be a $14,000 reward offering or offered for finding Hart. That's pretty big money back then. Back then, yeah. June, I mean, it's big, big money now. I would take 14 grand. I would take it. No but, problem. <laughs> Uh, so June 29th, the FBI moves 40 agents to the area to assist with the investigation. June 30th, Jean Hart's mother, Ella May Buckskin, tells the press that she was being harassed by Sheriff Weaver and that the photographs had been planted to frame her son. She claims Weaver is doing this under growing pressure from the community to find a suspect. However, the FBI claims that they have proof that Hart was in the area during the murders. And I think that that probably happens a lot, like the pressure that the police feel to come up with something yeah. that I feel like, I mean, not that it makes it right at all, but once they like hyper focus on somebody, no matter what the evidence says, they've convinced in their mind that this person's the one that did it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's supposed to be uh, innocent until proven guilty, but right. like whenever everybody's looking at you, it's you're, you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. It's like you have to work backwards yeah. to try to... Yeah, definitely. Well, and again, it's like it just says, like he, the, her mom, his mom saying she was framed, and then the FBI is just like, we have proof he was in the area. Just because you're in the area doesn't mean you've killed people. Exactly. It's like that's such a weird statement. Yep. And they could be, you know, hyper focusing on him and letting the real guy just slip right by or whoever exactly. it may be. Yeah, that's like it reminds me of. Uh, we'll cover this at some point too. The DC snipers. Yeah. They oh, yeah. they had a. They put out like the wrong description of a vehicle. Yep. So then they had like a checkpoint, and then the people that did it just went right by. Yeah. They said it was like a white van. Yeah. And ended up being like a sedan. Yeah. So they just went right through this checkpoint because they were looking. They're like again, they were hyper focused on the uh, wrong thing. That's a terrible story too. Yeah. We'll cover that at some yeah. point. That's that was it's rough. Very I remember being scared. I do too. Like watching on the news and stuff. Going and to like, a gas yeah, station because people were just oof. they were dropping them. That's crazy. awful. Yeah. Sorry, another side tangent. Yeah. Um, July 1st, law enforcement leaves Camp Scott saying there's no more evidence to collect. July 5th, a man matching Hart's description is spotted in the search area. The tracking dogs are brought to the area to track the person down, but they're unsuccessful. So they bring in more dogs or what? They only have one left now. I believe they brought lo- like local dogs. Oh, in. just like yeah. bloodhounds or whatever. Yeah, not the wonder dogs. Yeah. Wonder dog, I guess. Oh, Rip. that hurts me. <laughs> On July 6th, uh, the Oklahoma State Medical Examiner releases the autopsies for the three victims. OSBI Director Jeff Laird calls a press conference and states that there are actually no fingerprints on the bodies. He states that what we thought were, were uh, what was thought to be fingerprints are not fingerprints. How? Yeah, I don't know how they made how that. How do you do that? That's a direct quote. What was thought to be fingerprints <laughs> are not fingerprints. Um, and he did not elaborate any further. He, like, kind of dodged questions about it. Yeah, because it. he sounds like an idiot. Yeah. Well, if that's, again the problem with the media getting information because they probably blasted out that their fingerprints found. And then he was just like, yeah, there are no fingerprints. Yeah. So that makes, yeah, again, makes him look bad. Yeah. Um, He ends his press conference with a confusing statement. And here's a direct quote. I would say with certainty that Hart is guilty because I would not say with certainty that any other person who has 
not been tried were guilty, but we do have a great deal of evidence in the case that points to his guilt. What? So he's basically like, <laughs> I think he's guilty because nobody else seems guilty. Right. It's like, uh, That's okay. the worst. Wow. And this is the director of the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations saying this about someone. Doesn't that give you the warm and fuzzies? Yeah. Well, he's just like, yeah, I think he's guilty because nobody else seems guilty. What's not telling <laughs> people is if you want to commit a murder, you go to Oklahoma because they're not going to do shit. Uh, sorry, Oklahoma listeners. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Don't get murdered. Don't get murdered there. <laughs> they're not going to figure that shit out. No. We're going to help you, though. We're going to try. <laughs> July 14th, the reward goes from the 14000 to 15000 Getting, man, deep pockets. Uh-uh. $1,000 more. I mean, what's the point of that? Though? I don't know. I don't know. People I mean, like, I get well, before I didn't want to, but now that's fifteen, I'm really going to start looking. Yeah. <laughs> that extra 1000 really uh, sealed <laughs> the deal. <laughs> July 29th, the security team sees a person in the woods at Camp Scott. After investigating, they find a pair of Denise Miller's shoes and socks in a wet bag on the stairs to the camp director's house. That's pretty terrifying. That is. And they um, never found that person. Really? No. They just like, they saw a person and they never found them. <sighs> Crazy. These guys are bad. They are bad. <laughs> uh, August 3rd, the Tulsa World newspaper prints a front page plea from Oklahoma Governor David Boren. He says, I will use the authority of the governor's office and I will take any steps necessary to assure his security and a fair trial if he will give himself up. Basically trying to coax him out of hiding. Hiding, you know? yeah. September 22nd, uh, two families of the victims file a $3 million civil suit against the Magic Empire Girl Scout Council, which is like the Girl Scouts of America, basically. Yeah. Um, October 1st, a $5,000 reward is offered for information leading to the arrest of Gene Hart. The reward is made available by a group calling themselves Drug Awareness. So this is just like a side group. That's just that pulled, to try to pulled help. money together. Yeah. Oh, this, that's nice. Yeah. October 10th, Mays Carey. Mays County Sheriff Pete Weaver announces to the press that he is confident that Gene Hart is still in the area and that he will be apprehended. He told the press, um, we'll stay with it until we catch him. We investigate day and night. And that was a direct quote. I'm not feeling very confident. It's been months now. And they've yeah. Uh, December 30th, two state law enforcement agencies report that they've spent over $138,000 in the manhunt for Hart. Combined, the OSBI had spent $1,000, and the Department of Public Safety spent $38,000. This figure did not include costs from the National Guard or the Mays, Count- or Mays County. Um, a spokesperson for Governor Bourne stated the state went all out, and that expense was never an option. I think you said a thousand for OSBI. There's a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand, my bad. Yeah, so close. So close. <laughs> I'm not good at math, people. <laughs> it was astronomical. We'll just say yeah. that. But what you can't put a price on yeah, children. What can you do? It seemed like people were outraged at that. Yeah. That they had been that they'd spent that much. Yeah, but it's like, what are you supposed to do? Right. You got to get them. Um, so January 28th, 1978, the FBI releases composite sketches of Gene Hart along with some aliases he's believed to be using. The sketches portray him with long hair and glasses. Um, April 6th at 4.15 p.m., a team of eight OSBI agents, including Mike Wilkerson, Harvey Pratt, Jack Lay, Larry Bowles, Bud Osley, Carrie Thurman, Don Sharp, and Roger Crisco, you think? Crisco, yeah. 
storm a home in the remote area of Cherokee County near um, Bunch, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. The residence belonging to a man named Sam Pigeon and was located 45 miles from Camp Scott. Hart is found and arrested. Hart is transported directly to the Oklahoma State Penitentiary at McAllister. The largest manhunt in Oklahoma history was finally over. Mm -hmm. And they were... um that team of agents was kind of ridiculed because they took pictures with him. They all like had him on cuffs and like took oh, pictures yeah. with him. And they like the I forget exactly mm-hmm. who the quote was, but it was from a, like a person in the government from Oklahoma. Yeah, they were saying like it made it, it looked like it was like big game hunting. Like they just shot like a lion, and they're all like taking pictures with him, like smiling, laughing. Well, I mean, you got you'd have to be proud. Mm-hmm. It's like the people that you know caught. Charles Manson. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, it that's is. a big deal. I I don't. Hey, get your get your selfies. You know, good it for just, you. It's, it's kind of eerie to look at it because it's it like is. it is. But again, it's like it's hard to ha- feel sympathy for this man because he was he'd escaped from jail years prior. Yeah, and he like he was like he's in jail for like raping and like stealing things. Like so it's it was like, a pregnant two pregnant women. Yeah. So um, it's, yeah, it's like it's it's hard. You feel sympathy because that's a human, but then you like you stop and realize what they did, and you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, and everybody's been looking for him. Exactly, so, like, yeah. you found the needle in the haystack. Mm-hmm. Um, Hart was tried in March of 1979. The defense was led by Gavin Isaacs. Isaacs stated that when he first met Hart, Hart said, and I quote, I want you to know one thing. I did not kill those Girl Scouts. Um, those were the f- Isaacs said those were the first words out of his mouth, and I believed him. The state case depended on... Um, so basically the only evidence they had were the glasses found, a roll of tape, the pictures, um, hair and a footprint, which was left at the murder scene. The hair was inconclusive and the footprint did not match the size of Hart's foot. Could you imagine being Hart though? Like knowing that, yes, you are escaped convict, but you really did not kill these people and you know that they're going to pin it on you no matter what. Like like that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, go ahead. On March 20th, the jury stunned everyone with the verdict, not guilty. Although he was acquitted uh, for the murders, he was still going to serve over 300 years for a previous rape and burglary charges. Yeah. So either way, he was screwed pretty much. Yeah. On June 4th, 1979, he collapsed and died while lifting weights and jogging in the prison yard. The police had no intention of pursuing the case any further for any additional suspects. They completely focused on Hart and put all their eggs into his basket, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, In the back of everyone's mind, they wondered if a killer was still on the loose. I feel like the the town would be outraged. Yeah, I would be. If they just let it go. I mean, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, because at the end of the day, he wasn't guilty. No. So it's like, and then after that happened, they're just like, oh. After he died, like, okay, well. Yeah, it's just like, what? It, we yeah. caught a guy. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, I would be, if I was one of the parents, oh, I could I, not even imagine the, no. how, ugh. It's, was, yeah, it's helpless. And it's just like, they're not, nobody's trying to help you. Yeah. So oh, I'd like, be what down there do? every day. Yeah. Like, banging it's, on somebody's door. That's awful. That is. Poor parents. So in June, or in 1989, um, basically after the technology had advanced, they took his DNA to see if he was the killer. And they did five tests, and three of the five came back matching his DNA, making his chance of being the killer one in 7,700. That's nuts. So yeah, it's basically he... He did not, not do it. No. 
Um, for over 40 years, Betty Milner had not returned uh, to her daughter Denise Milner's grave at Green Acre Cemetery. Betty told Tulsa World that she had gone to the cemetery but could not bring herself to walk over to the plot located right next to her late husband, Ugh. Walter Milner. In January 2016, uh, her, with her friend Majors by her side, and after being encouraged by her family, she finally did it. She stated, I was glad to finally be able to. Oh. <clears throat> her daughter, Crystal, encouraged her to go to the cemetery, and it was also Crystal's first time going herself. That day in 1977, she had lost her big sister. Accompanying them was Betty's granddaughter, Denise, named after her, the sister Crystal never knew. Oh, my gosh. That is just heart-wrenching. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine, like, you. I can't imagine losing you. Right. Don't leave me. <laughs> but, like, and then to be, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's That's sad. tough. Um, Betty said she didn't know when she would be able to go back again to the grave. But it was nice to know that she can if she wants to. Um, Betty Milner saying, um, says staying faithful to God has helped her deal with the pain and not knowing there is no closure. And that would be the hardest part. Mm-hmm. I would feel like not knowing for sure who did it. Um, I don't know who made up that word. It's a journey adding no healing will be complete without answers. And I could definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, many believe that heart will not be. Uh, was not the killer, and that the killer is still out there. No one has ever been charged for these awful crimes. Uh, The OSBI continues to work on this case to this day. So if anybody has any information about the Girl Scout murders, please call the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations at 405-848-6724 to report anything that could possibly help. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, the, the fact that these parents don't have closure... To know what happened to their babies. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Could not imagine. No. But, so that's that. That's still unsolved, technically. Even though someone was brought to court for it, it's still unsolved. They don't know who did it. Yeah, because it definitely wasn't him. So it's, yeah, it's one of the most infamous unsolved cases out there. Um, For citing our sources, we went to Wiki, like always. Girlscoutmurders.com. Yeah, that's I. They have a timeline on there, and that's mostly what I got drew my information from. Was they have that's a fantastic website for this. Yeah, uh, medium.com, ranker.com, and campscottmurders.com. So, campscottmurders.com kind of has like all of the information from the case, it's got pictures of the area back in the day, and then also like right now where it's kind of they the girl scout people sold it and somebody bought it and they really haven't done anything to the property mm-hmm. so it's very like decrepit and just kind of getting overgrown by weeds and if anybody wants to go visit there don't because it's trespassing there is a guy on youtube i found um his name is his uh youtube name is mobile instinct uh-huh. and he goes there oh really and he like yeah takes a camera around and goes through all the sites yeah it's pretty interesting to watch but yeah it's they do say that there are some, like, they do let some ghost hunter people go on there, but just make sure you're asking for permission. Right, yeah. Because it's not yours. Yeah. Pretty much. But, Anything yeah. else you got to say about this terrible, terrible case? I don't think so. It's, it's a rough one. But. So let's not do anything about children for, like... <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Yeah, this was... Uh, 
This is why I have anxiety. Yeah. It sounds like an urban legend whenever you like first read it. It's like three girls were found in their sleeping bags. It sounds like it's like out of a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, like something you tell around a fire. Exactly. Like it seems like it's not real, but man, the more you dig into it, the more awful it becomes. Yeah. Well, and I was going to have Evie be a Girl Scout too, but not now. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, it's real. The the anxiety is real. (laughs) All right. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this um, episode. Episode 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to check out our Patreon for new stuff coming. Yep. You're going to get more of us. More of us. Every and you Friday. know you want it. Patreon.com slash Mystery Podcast. Yeah. Check that shit out. All right. We all have a good week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.